Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to uh, our Q&A time with uh, Pastor Jeremy and myself. We're glad to have you tuning in. Uh, if you weren't here for our last one two weeks ago, there was a question that came up about who would win in an arm wrestle. And so um, that was just a little display for you guys. Uh, we actually did arm wrestle this week, and uh, the person who won was exactly the person that uh, you think would win. And I'm just going to leave it there and not say anything else. And so... Um, <clears throat> nice. No, we... Uh, we got a lot of great feedback the last time we had a little Q&A session. We're able to talk through some of the things that are happening uh, here at the church and uh, plans as we go forward. And so we wanted to um, be able to do that again and just keep you all in the loop as much as possible as things change. As you know, things are changing uh, fairly rapidly. So we had a few questions that were submitted uh, for us this week, and we're going to work through those questions. If you have uh, questions now that you would like to send in, you can uh, send those in on live stream just in the feed there, and we will get that uh, information to us and try to answer as many of those questions as we can. Obviously, um, our staff is in the office and working, some from home, uh, but we're available, and so this is uh, to get the information out there publicly as much as possible, but uh, we're available all the time, and so as things come to mind for you uh, and you want to know uh, where specific things are, uh, you have questions about those, don't hesitate to call the office uh, to contact uh, one of our pastors or uh, staff members to find out information on those things. So um, we're going to go ahead and we'll move into our questions now. And I'm going to be asking the questions this morning and directing those to Pastor Jeremy. There may be a few things that he sends back my way, um, but wanted to give him the opportunity just to share with you all uh, some of the decisions we're making and the heart behind those decisions. So first question we have this morning um, on the list is, have we set a date for when we, when we will reopen the church for in-person services? So as many of you know, May 31st is going to be our day, and I'm not 100% sure when some of our other uh, sister churches in the community like Second and Crossway are going to be, um, where they're going to be starting, but it's going to be around the same time. So I think that's important for us to uh, put that out there that uh, I am actually having conversations with other pastors in the area so that we can be at least within a week of the same time starting back together. We think that's important. But even this week, we're having a few more meetings with local pastors and some things could change. But the end of the month, May 31st. Now, if you look at the schedule, we've already received some emails. 7.15 is early. I don't know if Baptists can worship in the spirit at 7.15, but we're going to give it a go. Let me explain why. 9.15 has been, during this COVID-19 season, has been our, our main hour of worship. We had to leave that hour, this hour, alone. If we would have tr tried to change that, those who are watching our live stream that aren't necessarily Ridgecrest folks would have been thrown off. We think it would hurt us. So if you think about it, you have to allow time for cleaning and all these things. You, you need about a, a two-hour slot for each service, and that just pushes that first service back to 7.15. But let me just explain a couple things about 7.15. 7.15 is the hour we really think that if you have any concern at all about coming back to live worship, that's going to be the safest time. The building will be the cleanest it can possibly be at the 715 service. You'll come into this room and we'll fill up front to back. So Baptist, 
I know that's hard for you, but we have to do that so that we can have an orderly uh, seating and then an orderly exit, okay? And when you come in and we fill this room, the other room that we're going to have for overflow, one of them is our chapel. Now, we've just remodeled the bathrooms over there. They're, they're nice, big, spacious. They're family restrooms. We feel like that spot may be the place where if you are really concerned about health issues, that room, we may require you to wear a mask. We may even take your temperature. You'll feel like you're at Disney World. Um, but anyway, you'll feel much more safe in that room because people will not be sick. You, people will be wearing masks. When, I, when, I, when my wife and I have been out, we've noticed it's about half and half. Some people are in stores wearing masks and others aren't. So we feel like that providing a place where masks are mandatory might really help some of our folks feel more secure. Now, I'll tell you, many people I've talked to have said they want to be at that 715 service. And we are going to just do a, kind of a more simple service there with, with hymns. The reason we're doing that is that, that keeps us from having to get our whole crew here at five in the morning, which they're not going to do. So anyway, we think they could maybe, but anyway, it does just simplify things. 915 is going to be uh, kind of our celebration service. And then we're going to be able to every week now have our uh, modern service at 1115. And um, it's, it's going to be great because we're going to stream now, not just the 915 as I understand it, but we're going to also live stream 1115. So we're going to get back to quasi-normal. Um, and if you come to that 1115 service, if you haven't noticed, I know you, don't, you wouldn't believe this unless you were actually timing it, but I'm preaching about 27 minutes. You will be out uh, uh, by lunchtime. So 1115 service, you can still beat the Methodist to the buffet. All right. So we've, we've thought of everything. Um, I'm going to add just a, a little bit to that, Pastor Jeremy, uh, because I wanted to give you all a heads up. Pastor Rich asked me to do this um, earlier this week just to make sure that we mentioned this, but because we're meeting in multiple rooms in the church, uh, some of those things will be uh, video fed into those spaces. And so you might be thinking, well, you know, if I'm watching a video at church, um, you know, uh, and I can watch the video at home. Uh, so what's the point? Many of you, most of you, if you're like all of us, you're ready to get back around people and to see one another. And that's what we want to encourage. And that's what we're all just really looking forward to. But I wanted to give you a heads up in the fellowship center where we'll be actually producing the, the live stream. We had a person send in a question a moment ago too about whether we're going to continue to live stream. And Jeremy just addressed that. We have to really make a choice on the uh, production quality, whether we focus and emphasize on what we are putting on live stream, which is hitting a much larger audience really, or whether the emphasis is on what we're doing live. And so this is not going to sound uh, live in the Fellowship Center like it normally would. Uh, the sound is going to be different. And you might come in and think, well, man, um, can't we do something about that? Why, why, is the, why is the quality not there that we're used to in the things that we see uh, Ridgecrest do? The quality is there, and you're noticing that already on live stream, but that's what we've got to focus on is what we're putting out that's recorded. And so we just wanted to give you a heads up on that. If you're in the Fellowship Center, obviously the worship's going to be great. Preaching's going to be great. Uh, the technical side of things is going to be a little bit different. So it's going to sound different. So yeah, and, I, and I would mention also that the Ridgecrest Room is another overflow area. And just as the chapel may be a little bit more for people who 
are, are trying to be as clean and safe as possible, the Ridgecrest room is going to be a little bit more family-centric, uh, maybe. Uh, that's kind of what our, our thought is. And we're putting Luke in control of that. So basically, it's going to be total chaos and a lot of fun. So uh, just so you know, we want you to realize when you come, there are at least three options for being together. And one of those options is in this room live. But um, the other two options are together with the people of God. And we think that, there's, that that's worth it um, during that time. And we, we, we feel like we can accommodate the right number of people. When, when you add everything together, uh, we think it covers enough uh, for the folks that will be ready that first week to come and be in worship. But um, yeah, as far as numbers go, I can't even give you an exact number. We have some rough numbers, but we have calculated using the survey what, what people are saying um, and just done a little bit of math, which math is hard for preachers, but we have multiple staff members that evidently can count. And so we, we think we, the three services work. It, it makes it um, uh, work here with the rooms we're using. And then when we get back in the big room, everything changes again, because when we're in the worship center, even though we're not going to have our main seating uh, by June 21st, we will be able to use that room and use uh, like choir chairs, those, those uh, and, and for those of you who need soft chairs, we'll have soft chairs for you. I, I know that's a big deal for Baptist, evidently. Uh, but we'll also have these hard uh, pews for those of you who want to be old school and suffer, okay? So if you want to suffer at church, we got you covered. And if you need comfort, we have you covered there too, all right? We, we, we just want to take care of people. Yeah. So uh, To kind of just wrap that question up too, I'll say this, we... Uh, you know, we want to put the disclaimer out there that we are making decisions week by week. Um, things change. All of this stuff that we're sharing is our best plan today, um, but it's tentative. And so uh, stay tuned on social media and uh, be checking your emails and, and following us on all of these things because what we're saying today could be different by next Sunday if something significant happens. And so we're just, again, making the best plan we can for today. Um, next question is, can small groups meet? So the small group part of the equation is really the most difficult part, especially at Ridgecrest, because some of our small groups aren't small. Mm -hmm. They're actually quite large. And so the problem we're having is if we break out of the main rooms we're using right now, the next couple of weeks for sure, uh, those are the, would be the better places for some of our larger groups. Now, when we get into the uh, fellowship center and if the COVID-19 thing stays really low, I think we can start having conversations in June and July about small groups. Now, again, no, no guarantees, but I've talked with several uh, small group leaders and, and their hearts are hurting just like our hearts are hurting. Just as we're hurting because we don't have our, our people here for worship, they're hurting because they don't have their people there for um, Bible study. So we want to do the best we can. But keep in mind, even if your group only has 20 people, there's, there's children involved many times. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. And right now we have to be very, very careful. Going back uh, one step at a time, just like the government's doing phases, um, our small group response is also going to have to be something that we do in phases. And I know some people have asked about, well, should we do drive-in, church, things like that? We want to just reiterate that that brings a whole nother level of complications. And we've looked into it. And with our parking situation, we just don't feel like that's it. And, and we're almost there. We have basically two more or just next week. And then the next one we're together. So the, the drive-in service does not work for us. Um, it works for some churches. It doesn't work for others. We're just sadly one of those churches that it doesn't work for. 
Every, everything we open up as well when it comes to things like small groups, uh, more of the building that we open up, um, there's, a, there's an additional um, need for sanitation and cleaning and staying on top of all of that. And so that's another factor that we're considering just to, um, you know, be uh, on the front end as a church of helping flatten the curve and being mindful of what that means to uh, our people at our church and our community as well. Wait, so. just, a, just a, another thing about worship. One of the reasons why we have two-hour windows is there's 45 minutes of worship and 45 minutes of cleaning. Mm -hmm. Now, that's just for the three basic spaces that we're having for worship. Now, when you add small group rooms to that, there's just no way. We couldn't get enough volunteers to clean all those rooms and prepare for multiple hours of Sunday school. It's going to take, and please understand... Church, if you can call and volunteer to help us do cleaning, if you feel comfortable doing that, we need help. Yeah. We're going to need multiple volunteers because it's going to take as much time to clean the place as it takes to, to do the worship service. And then we're allowing about a 30-minute cushion for people to get in and get seated so that we're not having a rush. That 30 minutes really helps us spread it out. So don't wait to the last minute. If you wait to the last five minutes, we're going to, we're going to have a rush and people are going to be too close together. And it's, it's going to defeat some of the purpose that we have in our, in our flow. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, I hate to keep going back to that first question, but, but there's some other things that I'm thinking of uh, that, we, that we didn't mention. We will be releasing a registration form this week uh, so that you can actually, ahead of time, let us know what hour you would like to attend, and that gives us a good idea of the number of people we'll be dealing with in each of those hours. And if you do feel like you could help uh, on a cleaning team, a sanitation uh, team, we're going to have some frontline people helping uh, just direct traffic and people here as well. Uh, we would love to have you volunteer and come and, and serve in that capacity. Beth Hall and uh, Christy Schrader are are heading those things up. And so if you uh, would like to talk to somebody about uh, helping with that, then just contact the church office and ask for Beth or Christy. Um, on the small group uh, meeting, we are looking at some other options, some alternative possibilities in the meanwhile for groups to be able to get together. It would just not be in the building. Uh, Kevin Cook, our, our discipleship pastor, has sent out an email to your small group leaders this week. And so make sure you're checking those emails and staying up on those things, communicating with him about what your small group might want to do. And, um, and so we are looking at some other possibilities. Uh, there was a question here as well that I'm going to go ahead and just answer this question because it's tied in with that. But the question was, how can I connect with a small group? So maybe you've attended Ridgecrest for a while or haven't, uh, you're new and you're looking for a, a smaller group to get connected in and meet some people and get to know them and have that uh, fellowship aspect. We would encourage you to reach out to Kevin Cook, our discipleship pastor. His email is kcook at ridgecrestbaptist.org or you can call the office and he's in um, the office some and, and we can get that message to him. But we would love to help you even in this time uh, begin to get connected to a group where you can um, you know, meet the small group leader. Some of those small groups are meeting via Zoom and, and you could connect in that way. So we would love to help you out with that. Um, so we're going to come back to a question, Jeremy, that was asked last week and we answered uh, with information that was pertinent last time or, or last uh, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some new information about some things we're doing in our community that I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about. So the question is, are we doing anything as a church for the unemployed people in our church and our community just uh, as far as meeting needs? So one of the real, I, I think when Wayne and I have had conversations and with the rest of our shepherding team, our, our, our senior pastor staff, you know, we all love to, to uh, care for souls and to be around people. And one of the great, great casualties of COVID-19 has been our 
inability to, you know, kind of go out into the highways and hedges and help those who are hurting the most in a physical way. So the Lord, I think, gave us some insight and wisdom. And, and as a team, we decided that what we would do is we would support financially um, the organizations that were already on that front line so that we didn't add another layer of potential contagion, like putting more of our people at risk. There's already people who are called. They have systems in place to do benevolence ministry. So one of the things we did, of course, was to give a little over $6,000 to Grand Oak Mission because they are effectively in the highways and hedges. And we we just felt like that, that they were geared up for it with the right... Um, uh, protective gear and all those things. We didn't have that right off the bat. We have more of it now. We're more ready today. So in light of that, one of the things you saw in the announcements, I think earlier was we're going to have a drop off where we can uh, provide some, some uh, support for Sammy's window. Is that right? Yeah. And it's a way that we can help those in our community uh, that do foster care and such. And so, uh, yes, the drive and drop off, uh, we, we've, uh, we showed that, that slide earlier. And so just be uh, keeping in, 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 in contact with us on that and ways that you can support. I don't want to reiterate that announcement, but that's another way that we feel like there's an organization already doing good work. What we can do is provide supplies for them and reach out. And then as always, our benevolence ministry, we have money that is always set aside to try to reach out and help people who are in great need. And so on a case-by-case basis, we have a team of people so that we're not you know, just throwing money out there. We, we have a system where we care for people. And so if you're in our congregation and you have had a job loss or you have a need, contact the office tomorrow and we'll, we'll begin that process to try to help you. Okay. All right. I see a, a new question coming in um, that I'll just read to you all. It's the question is, would Pastor Wayne be able to stop by and get bacon on his way home? Um, so that question I'm assuming is from, from my April. wife. And so the answer to that uh, question is, sure, yes, I can stop by and get bacon. I'm never going to say no to bacon. So uh, anyway, let's get back on to the, uh, to the real questions nice. here. Uh, another question that, was, uh, that came in kind of at the end of the, the last uh, Q&A we did, and we didn't really have an opportunity to speak to it, is are we still able to uh, support our missionaries the way that we always have? Uh, can you speak to that, Pastor Jeremy? Yeah, that, that came in right at the end of our, our talk last time, so we didn't get a chance to talk about that um, in the actual uh, Q&A last time. But I thought that was a great question because we have mission partners all around the world that are uh, dependent upon our support. And uh, I can say, uh, because of your faithfulness, uh, giving at right at 100%. We're not quite at 100%, but right at it. Um, we're able to do ministry 100%. So here's, here's the deal. We're able to do ministry 100% because you guys have been 100% faithful. And so it really hasn't changed our missional footprint in the least. And um, quite frankly, that's why we can uh, do the things we're doing here on Sundays. We're able to, to just do the, 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 the full music and everything because we have the ability, because of your generosity, to, to, to just keep all of our ministries moving ahead forward at the regular pace. So thank you for that. Okay. Um question that came in this week that I, I'll just go ahead and take this uh, answer as well. It's a, it's a pretty simple, straightforward, but the question was, uh, how can I join Ridgecrest? And this is an exciting thing for those of you who are part of the Ridgecrest family to know. We've, we've actually had a handful of people who, even during this 
uh, time of COVID and us not being able to meet together have just uh, followed what we're doing as a church, watching online our services, all the ministries and things that we've continued to do. And we've had people approach us saying, I really want to be a part of the Ridgecrest family and want to join. So if that's you today, we would love to have you join. You may be a person who has attended Ridgecrest for a while, but you've never taken that step. And I would just encourage you to, uh, you know, uh, follow the Lord's lead on that. And if the Lord is leading you to become a part of our church family, we would uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, Christy Schrader is our connections director, and she kind of oversees that process for uh, becoming a church member here at Ridgecrest. So you can reach out to her at the office. She's here uh, much of the week, but also you can reach out to her on email at cschrader at ridgecrestbaptist.org. And so you can uh, check with her on that. We'd love to have you find out more about joining the church. And then the last uh, question that I have really here, and uh, this may take the rest of our time, but we had a question uh, that came in this week and then another question that's come in since I've been sitting here along the same lines. And the question is about um, what is the latest on Renew and Refresh and the renovation in the worship center? What's the timeline looking like? What's happening there? And so um, I'm probably more in the loop on this. And so I'm going to let Pastor Jeremy say anything he wants to say regarding that, if he has any information he wants to share. And then I'll come back and fill in, uh, fill in some details, or we can do it the other way around. Yeah, well, let me, let me say this. Uh, one of the questions someone sent me uh, was about physical contact when we're here uh, on campus. And again, you know, greet one another with a holy kiss. Not now, okay? Um, And then beyond that, handshakes, hugs. Um, My wife the other day said, you're terrible at this. You know, you're always shaking hands. And even in the COVID-19 age, um, she has very lovingly told me how terrible I am at this. Um, That's that's one of the joys of, uh, and by the way, honey, uh, happy 23rd anniversary today. Uh, But I'm so thankful for her because she does catch that. And it's it's one of my weaknesses. So just please keep in mind when you come, there may be some people that shake your hand and, and they're perfectly happy. And if you go hug someone's neck, they may punch you in the face. I hope not because that's not Christian, but it could happen. So I did want to mention that. And then with the Renew and Refresh, uh, the money that uh, keeps coming in for that and the support is is phenomenal. We thank you for that. And the progress is really, uh, I think we're on, on target from what I can tell. And so the, um, the thing about it is though, keep in mind, and we want to make this clear, when, when we come back on June 21st, so three weeks after we start live worship, it's not going to be 100% complete in that room. It's going to be 90 plus, maybe 90%. I don't know. I, I hate to throw a number at it, but we're going to have almost everything ready, but we won't, like the seats, um, they, they're, they're like manufactured overseas. They come right on time. They don't have a warehouse where they're storing those dudes. I mean, you can imagine like how many, 14, 1,500 seats, what kind of warehouse that would take. They just basically ship direct. Well, when we were first talking about this plan, we weren't talking about being done until uh, middle of summer. And so even though we were able to speed up our, our everything as far as the tear up and the, and the demolition and, the, and then again, putting carpet down, getting the stage all set, getting the lights in, the, all the wires run, all those things. We can do that early, but what we couldn't do was speed up the process of some of those deliveries. So when you come, it will be close, but it won't be quite complete. But what's awesome is we're only having to like manage like three weeks of weirdness here. Whereas if the, if things would have been normal, we would have had about two months where we, we were 
Wayne and I still didn't have a plan uh, for how we were going to pull this off. And so, you know, it's not that, that we're thankful for COVID-19, but what we've seen is, is that God's been able to work things out in his own good timing and make it all, all come together really well. And so we're thankful for that. So. Okay. Um, so a couple other things regarding Renew and Refresh. That was, that was pretty um, thorough there uh, as far as any information I would be able to share. We are looking at uh, being able to return hopefully to the worship center for worship uh, in June, probably towards the end of June, June 21st-ish. And uh, we will, you know, we, we potentially could still be under some pretty um, strict social distancing requirements or, or at least uh, recommendations that we need to be considering. And so we have to look at all of those things. Um, there are things, as Jeremy said, that were on a timetable uh, based on our original schedule. So even though they were able to bump the whole project up a few weeks and get started earlier on many things, there's some things that there's, there's no way to undo the timetable. We're going to get the seats in when those seats come in. And so we're looking at the full completion of that project being um, August or September, um, but we will be able to have worship in there beginning in June. Just expect that it'll be uh, an unfinished product and that this progress is happening and, um, and everything, again, as Jeremy said, is on target and on schedule at this time. Everybody's doing a great job with that. Uh, kind of along those lines, a question came in as Jeremy was talking about uh, choir and being able to have choir. And, um, you know, a couple of issues. First of all, when it comes to the renovation aspect of this, the very last thing that will be done on the project are the seats, but just before that is going to be uh, the choir area and the stage and everything that's happening uh, up there. And so uh, just because of, of the timing of the construction, and so uh, there may be a, some time that we're in the worship center and we're meeting in there for worship, but the choir area is not available yet at that time because they'll still be doing some work. And so that may be part of a hindrance. I know that there are, uh, there's a lot of information being put out right now by uh, churches and organizations and even the CDC about those kinds of groups uh, that are so close together when it involves singing and those kinds of things where, um, you know, the, the danger of, um, you know, spreading that contagion is, is, is very, very high. Uh, those are things that we have to factor in as well. And so I don't have a, a yes or no answer on the choir or a, an exact date or anything. Obviously, the choir is a big part of our, our uh, worship culture here, and it's very important to us. And we know that it's really important to those of you who are part of that ministry. And we want to return to that as soon as possible. But we got to uh, just kind of take these things in stride and, and consider these factors and make those decisions as they come. So I don't have a specific, I don't know if you have a more specific answer than that, Pastor Jeremy. But um, obviously, we want to get back to all those things as quickly as possible. Yeah, we're, we're, we really are sad. I, I, I can tell you, Rich and and his team and Kelly and all of our, our great musicians. Um, this is what, what we, we love to do. We love to make music for Jesus. And we know our choir members are passionate about that too. And with a, a daughter that I have who loves singing in, uh, in choirs, this is hard. This is a very difficult season. And so whether we're talking about our small groups or we're talking about our choirs, we, we realize that 
those are two areas, and there are many more besides, where people are just really struggling because uh, a real joy in their lives has been kind of pulled away from them. Know this, I, I don't have great answers at this point, but we do uh, have a great God, and we're praying and asking for wisdom, and uh, we're, we're not going to hold those things off or, or push those things off. We're, we're going to do those things when the time is right. But as we've been asking from the beginning, and this is a great way for us to sign off, just pray for us. Every single decision that we make is, is, is very difficult because we're, we're having to weigh public safety uh, with you know, this itch that we have to be back in worship. We have some people saying have faith, and we have other people saying we're all going to die, and somewhere in the middle, you know, we have to find the, the sweet spot there. And so the thing is, be charitable with one another, church. Um, if you'll continue to do that, and by the way, we've been blessed. Our, our, the, the questions we've received and the comments we've, we've received are just, people seem to be very understanding. So very, very, very thankful. Let's keep that up, Rich Crest. Okay. Our time is up. Thank you all for joining us, and uh, we will see you next time. God bless.